24 minutes in, you, there just might be some stuff to clean up there. Hang on, I got an idea. Are you ready? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, sorry about that. I had a rat uh, at my house there. <laughs> That's what that noise was? make some burgers out of it. Yeah, rat oh! burger. Rat burger. <laughs> There's a rat burger? Yeah. There's a giant rat uh, climbing all over my radiator and making a bunch of noise on the speakers. But everything's fine now. It's been taken care of. I murdered it with my teeth. Perfect. No, sorry. I'm just trying to be Harrison. That, fuck you. That, was, <laughs> that was a better rendition of the theme Thanks, song thank than Harrison's ever done. <laughs> uh, true. God damn it. Fuck you guys. <laughs> uh... All right, I'll say, hey, welcome to Story. Someone else says today we're going to be taking, we're going to be making a sequel to the 1990s classic fucking movie, Demolition Man. All right, somebody pick who's going to do that. Chris. I can do it. Your favorite part. Yeah, I didn't mess it up too bad in the board games. No, you did great. Wait, well, then don't do it this time. Let's switch it up. You did it last time. Oh, yeah, that's true. I'll do the beginning, beginning, because I never do that. Yeah, all right. The part don't, that's always the same that I always fuck up. Yeah, yeah I'm right. saying, you never do it because you always fuck it up. And then, Sean, you can do the Demolition Man part. Okay. Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about this movie. Hi, and welcome to Story, the podcast where we take a story or idea from one medium and turn it into another medium. Uh, yeah, this week, Chris almost forgot the opening. Uh, this week, we're going to be taking <laughs> Demolition Man. The classic 90s film uh, starring Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone and turning it into a sequel, a 2018-era sequel, uh, I would imagine, to the classic 1993 film? Yes. Yep, 1993. Yeah. I love that Sandra Sandra Bullock got top billing in your accounting there. It's like starring Sandra Bullock and Sylvester Stallone. And yeah, and you bumped Wesley Snipes. Well, <laughs> from the intro, Wesley Snipes is, uh, you know, not on my mind. I guess. Uh, so, first question: Who is the Demolition Man? Is it Stallone or is it Snipes? I don't know. Oh, it's, it's definitely Stallone. Yeah, I feel like there's a there's a there's a thing in the movie where they they mention they call Stallone's character the Demolition Man. That's right. Yeah, like, they the do. last thing he did it's, was blow up a building or some shit. It's before he even gets. Uh frozen i think yeah oh, shit really the so very that's like thing from the 90s okay yeah like he jumps out of a helicopter into a building and like uh like takes out a bunch of henchmen by himself going after simon phoenix played by fuck that name is so good played by dennis rodman i mean wesley snipes jesus no no okay. no no no. he had dennis rodman hair in the movie i'm not he being really racist did. yeah he was full you even if you weren't you were <laughs> <laughs> he was definitely channeling, cha- channeling the uh, the Dennis Rodman look. Because that was back when Dennis day. Rodman, if ever anyone remembers, was like in the news all the time because his fucking hair was blonde. Yeah, it would like change every week, and there was like sometimes they like you know he'd have different colors in it at the same time. It was pretty. It's a pretty wild time to be alive, if I remember correctly. I have to say, I know that we're making a sequel to Demolition Man, but after watching this game again. I kind of wanted to make a Demolition Man fighting game where you could play as Simon Phoenix and somebody would just fucking scratch records every move that you did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. They added in weird like record scratches during yeah, his, like fight it's scenes. So, 
It's so goofy, and yeah. like I can't believe somebody thought that was a good idea. But it's also what's well, hip hop amazing at the same time. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's very hip hop. Yeah, I uh, mean, because you know he's black. Yeah, it's kind of racist. Yeah. A bunch of white dudes came up with that for sure. I was going to say, the sound engineer had clearly just never met a black person before. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bummer. Oh, oh man. man. But, um, like, let's be fair to the sound engineer, just in case he's listening. He may have yeah. been forced to do it by the director. That's true. Yeah, you never know. Or There's someone always some else. story where someone comes in and goes, I had a great idea last night. I was chatting with my children, and they had this fucking rad idea, and we're doing it. I, I just want to also say that every character's name in this movie is fucking incredible yeah there's john spartan simon phoenix dr cocteau uh, uh, lenina huxley lenina huxley yeah. yeah i heard that i was like did they say benina huh lenina lenina okay yeah edgar friendly is definitely the best one edgar friendly is like the rebel leader i know it's so good yeah. all the names are amazing yeah well huxley is my favorite because it's like just ob- the most obvious reference to Aldous Huxley. Yes. And I, you cool. know that the screenwriter was like, this fucking... This is 100% so Brave New World. This is definitely... <laughs> this is definitely like such a the 90s... Reference. Yeah, this is the 90s action movie reference to Brave New World, which is a real fucking weird... A weird, a weird movie to make from that from that novel. Well, the great thing, too, but, is that, like, I, I can imagine them sitting back and just going, like, how do we capture the essence of this character with a name? And, like, John Spartan's <laughs> like, well, he fights, you know, Spartan. And then Simon Phoenix, well, he, he came back from the dead. You know, Phoenix. Lena Huxley, she's, she likes jingles. Like, I have no idea, like, <laughs> yeah, I know. why it's related. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's not at all. Um, yeah, oh, God, the fucking the jingles thing I totally forgot about. Um, with fucking Benjamin Bratt is, like, her, her like, uh, like partner. And... Uh, Alfredo Garcia is the character's name. Oh yeah, and like they're singing the fucking like hot some hot dog song or something in the car, and like that's the music they listen to. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's bizarre. It's 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 such a great movie. It's such a bizarre. So the 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 picture of the future is the Taco Bell is the only restaurant somehow. Like even that was your pitch. They won the franchise wars. Yeah, well, they won the franchise wars, but like, what does that mean? A Right, I know. They, they reference all this shit completely just off off the cuff and never mention it again, which I actually think is a really good way to do world building, which is leave, just leave space uh, to wonder instead of answering every question. But, like, were the the franchise wars because of the earthquake? Well, it's... Because a lot of the, like, the, the precipitating event is the earthquake, right? Yeah, yeah. So Los Angeles becomes uh, San Angeles because Los Angeles moves up to where San Francisco is, theoretically. No, no, San Diego and Santa Barbara. I'm reading the wiki. What? Los no. Angeles, San Diego, and Santa Barbara. Yeah, it is. Okay. I just watched okay. it on Wednesday. Sorry. Sorry. Uh, it's okay. There's other places with San in the name. Yeah. yeah. But, 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 but the weird thing to me about the franchise wars is that that completely forgets about every other restaurant that's not like a KFC – Chick-fil-A. Right. Any independent restaurant? Fuck them. Every single other restaurant was taken over by Taco Bell. Right. It's even like the mom and pop, like in like Italian foods right. or... Everyone else was just like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Subway. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, I guess I'm eating the Taco Bell now. And they also <laughs> sat down to eat there. Like, so every... Well, it's like super fancy all of a sudden. Right, but every restaurant's a super fancy sit-down restaurant now? Like that's... So I, I guess, like, what's interesting is that they didn't just blow up like, okay, we're going to knock down this McDonald's and put up 
a standard Taco Bell. It's like it's going to be McDonald's and serve McDonald's food, but we're going to call it Taco Bell. So I guess all of the all of the like the five star like Michelin five star like incredibly expensive restaurants in the world are just Taco Bell, but they serve the 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 normal food, but they're just their logo is the Taco Bell logo. Yeah. You know, they didn't like everyone has to eat like shitty uh, uh, Taco Bell food. It's actually really nice, but it's under the Taco Bell brand. I guess like they just bought out all the brands and let them just keep doing what they were already doing. I think you're giving it way more thought than they put into it. Fine. <laughs> fine. <laughs> That's a good theory. Right, so I'm here for some serious, serious film discussion, <laughs> some cinematography discussion here about pff, the franchise wars. What the fuck does that have to do with cinematography? I don't know. Nothing. That was a beautifully framed shot of that Taco Bell door. Thank you. Yeah. 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 That that neon sign was incredible. Oh, anyway. Man. So, uh, so how the fuck are we going to make a sequel to this movie? Because First of all, they have to get frozen again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no <laughs> well, reason. Well, Simon Phoenix is dead, though. No. For some reason, he survived. No, no. Okay, even, so though, Chris, even though he got frozen and his head got kicked off. I was going to say, like, <laughs> remind me, because I know he gets frozen in the end, but I'm like, doesn't he get shattered at, like, T-1000? Basically, uh, into a thousand pieces. He, at okay. least kicks, he kicks his head off and his head shatters into a, million, a thousand pieces. Fuck, that's such a good 90s way to finish the villain off. Jesus well, Christ. Well, it's like somebody so saw Terminator 2 and they were just like, oh, we got to have that. They're like, well, yep. we can't do that. They already did that. And they're like, mm, let's what just do it did, anyway. Though? Yeah. We're just going to freeze I, I appreciate that up. this movie doesn't give a fuck. Like, this movie is, it doesn't give a shit. No. It just is, it's so, it's got this weird satirical commentary on society, but it's also a stupid action movie with Sylvester Stallone. Like it's so weird. Well, it's really clumsy, and uh, yes, and to its to its benefit. I mean, I think I love Demolition Man. I'm not going to lie. I think it's maybe one of the most underrated <laughs> films made uh, in the '90s, if not ever. Bold. Uh, well, and I say that just because it's so enjoyable to watch, even though it's really stupid. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I can't say that about a lot of things. Like, I don't like Fast and the Furious movies. Sorry, people who like Fast and the Furious movies. I think they're terrible. And it's just because the dumbness goes over over a level where it's like they're trying to take it seriously at the same time. They're right. having their dumb shit yeah. go on. Where it's like, I don't – this movie doesn't try at all to, to take it seriously. It's just like – Even in the little details, like, like Simon Phoenix by the end is wearing like fucking motocross tires as armor for <laughs> – no, oh my god! No reason. <laughs> like, that's why he dresses just, up like all the weird underground people. Yeah, like the the rebels well, who don't want to live. In, fuck. He thaws out a bunch of other bad guys to like help him. Fuck, that's right. They're just wearing Mad Max uniforms from like a different movie. Essentially, yeah. God, it just like, in the movie. It, it's like in that amount of like in what Sean's talking about. It just, it's just, it literally just has fun with itself. Yeah. It's like impossible not to have some of that rub off on you when you're watching it. You just, you just have fun. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Yeah. And then like, it's like so, every idea they had, they just threw in there. It was like, uh, how do, when a car crashes, what happens? Fills with foam. Fills, fills with foam. Yeah. Like, no, that seems really dangerous. What if you had just, just a rear ender that fills with foam? Fuck it. Right. <laughs> it's like it works perfectly in the one specific instance it happens in the movie, but in any other thing that would happen in just like real life in that world, it would just be the most inconvenient shit. Like someone just taps your bumper and your entire car fills with fucking foam. And then, and then like, um, like the, the little rods that the police carry, right? Like, that put people to sleep? Yeah, they're supposed to put people to sleep. But also, they can electrocute water to the point where yep. it blows up fucking cars that are nearby. Yeah, you can stick it in the gas tank. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, uh, 
that's pretty dangerous. Like, what level is this thing actually at? And I just see right. somebody like looking at the director and asking him, like, like this doesn't work. You can't just have this thing like be a tiny thing you touch to somebody's head and they pass out, and then all of a sudden it blows up a car. And he's like, ah, fuck it, fuck it. Yeah, well, you're thinking too hard about this. Yeah, yeah. Like, or I bet he had like a really specific and detailed explanation of why it works. <laughs> that's yeah, like some weird way. head head like logic i'm like no, no no you understand it's like an electrical shock that knocks them out so it's like electric man just go fucking go for it yeah there's electricity um all right so you know we, and we, also they keep all of the guns loaded in the museum <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> the the hall of violence i think it's called oh yeah uh, and it uses like the diablo font with like the like the cross through the o it's like really like ancient oh, yeah like oh, it's supposed yeah. to be medieval font. right like yeah yeah yeah. The hall, it's it's the hall of violence, right? I that's, think you're that's right. That's we have yeah. the good the good boggle scene. Oh, what's my boggle? What's my boggle? Anyway, we've we've made that joke like three times on three different podcasts now. So, uh, um, yeah. So, so we're, yeah, we're 15 minutes into this episode. We should probably like decide yeah. how we're going to do this. Man, too. How are we doing it? All right. So first of all, I think Simon Phoenix is not in the movie. I know that that's blasphemy, but like he's got to be a new villain, right? It's somebody yeah, it's his else. Brother, Hans. No, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, yeah, Hans Phoenix. Um, but no, <laughs> fuck. Is uh, that a Die Hard reference? Yeah, of course it is. Um, Excellent. So, but like, it's got to be somebody else. John Spartan put away. Who's still in the jail? Yeah, you know what I mean. Who's way more dangerous, right? Yeah, and he gets out when John Spartan's an old man. Yeah. Right. Like, and Lenina okay. Huxley is there, uh, and yeah. they're they're like they're, they they had a relationship, but it's over now. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Right. Well, especially since now that the differences in their ages is a lot more <laughs> obvious because yeah, Sylvester Stallone's yeah. like four hundred years old. <laughs> well, I was wondering too. I mean, maybe this is getting ahead of the conversation, but at the end of the first movie, like John Spartan, like just changes the entire world <laughs> from being this utopia back to being like this, like, Hey, it, we're flawed, but it's okay. Like everybody, right. yeah. like Benjamin Bratt has this entire character development arc off screen. Yep. <laughs> where he just shows up in the undergarments of the, of the below. World. Yeah. He's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually into this. Yeah. So like, has, I don't maybe this is getting ahead of the conversation, but has the world kind of kept going in that direction well, the, and then... the, the real question is and this is something that's never uh answered in the movie is that the, all of this in this, this whole situation is just in one like like tri-county area right it's like the san angeles area is this way because of the earthquake well, what about the rest of america like, yeah. what's going on in new york what's going on in like fucking the middle of america right uh is it is everywhere like this because it doesn't seem like it this the whole like raymond cocteau Everyone shouldn't touch and violence is bad stuff came from that guy in that specific instance because of what happened. So like is the rest of the, like we'd, we would have to expand the, the world out and answer that question I feel like, right? No. I mean they clearly didn't give a shit in the first one. <laughs> we, we could. We could but I don't feel like we have to. I think it's a good idea to just leave it in, in San Angeles. You know? Good. It's like uh, either there have been – there's another earthquake – uh, and it <laughs> just resets it again. Well, it's the great earthquake of 2018. <laughs> it's called something else, you know. Um, the greater earthquake. But yeah, like, it's even bigger. I feel like, um, yeah, I don't know. There's so many things you could do with this. It's like ridiculous how how like open it is. Weirdly, because like like you guys were just talking about earlier, like John Spartan could be frozen again, 
But why? Yeah. Right? yeah. He, no. Does he commit another crime? Is it for the – like we literally start uh, with a de-aged Sylvester Stallone like at the end of the first movie and like the police just come and yeah. arrest him because they arrest him immediately yeah. after the credits roll. Because he just, just – he destroys like the cryo prison, right? Like he, he, he like destroys that whole like facility yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to kill him. So he could definitely just get arrested by the cops. Uh, and put like in a different, bigger cryo prison. I guess put in a else. real prison this time because the cryo prison's destroyed. Oh shit! <laughs> and it also doesn't make any sense why you would freeze somebody and waste all the all of the government and country's resources, <laughs> like when they don't even experience the punishment. <laughs> yeah, they just yeah they go to bed and they wake up like to them an hour later, and it's like been twenty thirty years. Yeah, basically they just take uh, a nap. Yeah, so he goes to regular prison. Fuck. He goes to regular prison with Nalini Huxley, and they both turn into, like, uh, villains. <laughs> oh, shit! Oh, man. No, that's bad. And then it's up to Benjamin Bratt. To- <laughs> <laughs> uh, but there's something about the idea that they age in real time. He could be like um, Sean Connery in The Rock, where he's just like, <laughs> he's just like a... He's locked up, oh, but they man. need him for like one specific reason. Oh shit, that's really good. That's actually super. Even good. though he's really old, you know. And they bring him back, and he's got like like the like they have to do the 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 montage of cutting his beard and like putting him in a in back in the in the police uniform, and he's got like a fucking missing eye, and they get to give him a fucking eye patch or some shit, and he's like hardcore looking. I could see that. It's it's he definitely looked cool. Super cool, super cool old man. So in that case, though, the, like Lenina has to be out, right? And she has to like. He won't talk to anybody, right? Like, so they have to, oh, they yeah, have to go like, find her. Oh yeah, he's like, I won't her. do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she, the only person who can bring him back in is is her. And she's and, she, and it's very begrudging. Like, she like, yeah. holds such a grudge against him because she's of probably the in the private person. sector. She's probably like left the police force and sort of maybe she's like a security guard for something, <laughs> or she's got her own like firm or something. Uh, and and she doesn't want to have anything to do with the fucking police force anymore. But they go to her. Uh, and ask her to come back as well, and they have to kind of convince her to to bring to get him back. Maybe it was like her only characteristic in the first movie, though, is that she's a good. She's the one who wants. Well, to she be a loves cop. like the nineties. <laughs> she loves weird nineties shit. Yeah. Didn't she have like, like a lethal weapon like, poster in her office? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 It was actually, lethal like, weapon three. I think <laughs> Pepsi, <laughs> like neon, and a, like a like a uh, all sorts of weird nineties. Like she was obsessed with the nineties for some reason. A time when she that character definitely was not alive in. It's like millennials being involved in test with the eighties. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, okay. I mean, either way, if she's if she's in the, with the cops or not, they definitely have to get her to to make him agree to convince him to to come back and solve this thing. But but what is the who is the antagonist? Like, is he accidentally released when he blows up the cryo prison like years and years ago, and he's just been like biding his time? Or I have an he... amazing idea that might be too stupid. No, it's great. <laughs> so what if? Since we don't have the element of cryo freezing in this, what if we brought in the element of cloning? Okay. And there was either a cloned version of Simon Phoenix. Uh, I was thinking that, and or, I didn't want to say it. Or a cloned version of John Spartan, like a young John Spartan who was running around. It's oh, like a man. bad guy. This may be too stupid, but it feels like it makes complete sense in Demolition Man if we want to run with it. Well, we just go I... whatever the dumbest, best idea is. Yeah, or all of them. Right, That's what they did. Keep throwing the some year. more on the table. Uh, I feel like here's here's my thing, and I I don't mean to be like the guy in the room, but I feel like we shouldn't do the Spartan Phoenix thing again just because it's 
that's the first movie. I feel like we want to evolve it a little bit, right? Like if it's if it's uh, one of the guys at Phoenix, Simon Phoenix on Froze with him, or maybe it's the fucking attendant guy that actually survives uh, when Cocteau gets killed. Oh, his uh, like assistant. Yeah, the assistant the guy, guy who Beetlejuice. Was in Beetlejuice. Yeah. Um, Otho. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. God, I like such a good character. Um, and uh, you know, maybe like. It's a similar thing. I like. I like the idea of bringing him, bringing Stallone back, and he's old and grizzled and shit. But I don't think we should bring back Simon Phoenix. To 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 Sean's earlier point, I think it needs to be a different person. I got an idea though. Yeah, yeah. What if the villain is Edgar Friendly? Oh, that's interesting. Dennis Leary. Yeah, yeah. So you get Dennis Leary in. He was a villain once in Judgment Night. I don't know if anybody saw this movie. It's really mm-hmm. racist. Uh, anyway, Bummer. it's um. It's it's a white panic movie about a bunch of uh, people who get trapped in the ghetto and they have to get out. But Dennis Leary is the bad guy in it. <laughs> oh man, it's really weird. Um, and uh, I was thinking that like what you could do is Edgar Friendly, you know, like becomes like a cult hero or something, and he uh-huh. he becomes uh, sort of revered, and then he like gets raised up into a into a different lifestyle than he's used to. And then he becomes the man. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 In, I'm into in that. order to protect his uh, his manhood. So, 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 so like the the whole point of the first movie is to stop uh, Wesley Snipes from killing Edgar Friendly. So in the second movie, clearly you have to kill Edgar Friendly, and then we can definitely have some like I should just fucking. Let oh him do my it. god! And they have to get Wesley Snipes to help him. Oh shit! What? <laughs> okay, and, that, that, and then you need to clone them. That's why we get the clone in there. Yeah, there you go. yeah, it's like a buddy film. All of a sudden, they're on the same side. Yeah, yeah which yeah. is the fucking that is the fucking like second movie thing to do, right? There's a there's a like the villain and the and the antagonist, the antagonist and protagonist in the first movie have to team up against an even bigger, deadlier threat in the second movie. Like that is fucking f- definitely a thing that happened a lot in movies in that era. I want to do this now. That's fucking perfect. Okay. Uh, okay. So so. Let's uh, let's let's rewind and recap because we've we, we're not done yet, obviously, but we we've set up some pretty decent tent poles I want to go over. Uh, so we have Sylvester Stallone as uh, John Spartan in prison again for destroying the cryo facility and, and causing all of this fucking mayhem to kill off um, uh, Wesley Snipes' character, right? Spartan uh, um, Phoenix. Yeah. Fuck, Phoenix is going to rise again for the third time. God, fuck me. Uh, name is apropos. Yeah, there you go. Sometimes like they named him that way for a reason. I'll let, you, your re- I'll let you do your recap, but I have an alternate suggestion to that. Oh, well, please pitch it now. Well, I was going to say, it, so it's not so goofy so that it's Simon Phoenix somehow cloned, and then also the same age as Wesley Snipes is now. No, um, Chris, please. I'm going to pitch you a thing that's going to get you on board with this idea. Uh, I was gonna say it could also be his son, <laughs> some some other Phoenix. Yeah, it's got it's got to be like Chad Phoenix or Junior, or some sh- Simon Phoenix the second or some shit. And just because he was in Creed and because of Black Panther, I just imagine Michael B. Jordan being Simon Phoenix, Simon Phoenix's son. Yeah, but wouldn't wouldn't Simon Phoenix's son be older than Simon Simon Phoenix when Simon Phoenix was originally? And frozen? <laughs> no, he was also frozen. Not if he had sex in the time that he was out, which he almost certainly did. <laughs> Excellent. Right. Excellent. So yeah. he isn't fr- he isn't frozen. He is just of from that era, from like the twenty thirties or whenever the movie takes place. Yeah, he was actually he was a uh, he was he was what if what if for some reason when he was doing well 
And then when John Spartan got got let back out, like it fucked up his whole life. When man, he, like, there's no way you team up with utopia. him. Though. There's no way you team up with your father's killer who like fucked your life up. To like, like, there's no way you would do that. What That'd if they're both in prison sell. and they get into like a huge fight and he almost beats John Spartan? And then when John Spartan is like, like, like Huxley comes back to him, he's like, "You have to make a team." And he's like, he's like, we need like the best killers or whatever. <laughs> and he's like, this guy almost beat me. And he's like, I can get you out of pr- I can get you out of prison. I mean, get past this shit. I love that your your pitch for him is just him saying, "This guy almost beat me." Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Sean, what is your what is your thought to get Chris on board though? So, like, uh, that's that's a that's an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do like it. I do think it's good. But what I was going to pitch was, uh, like, how like the, you're missing the scene where John Spartan gets out of prison. Uh, he goes to see Edgar Friendly because he thinks, oh, Edgar Friendly, uh, he'll help me out. You know, he'll give me a job or whatever. Edgar Friendly like doesn't even like see him. He, like casts him out. You know, you see him like watching him on the security monitor, getting like thrown out of the building. Uh, and then John Spartan's pissed. And then later in the movie, when they realize that he can't beat Edgar Friendly on his own. He has to go to the abandoned ruins of the cryo facility and find Simon Phoenix's head. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> somehow still frozen. <laughs> Which yeah, it's still frozen because of whatever gel that is. Uh, and he takes it to some kind of new mad mad scientist character to uh, to get it reanimated. It, it puts they put it on a different body. <laughs> oh god, <laughs> fuck. Uh, Wait, why does he do that though? Like, why does he... no? Well, hang on, I got a pitch for this. Uh, so, like, he basically realizes when he gets to the facility that one cryo tank where Simon Phoenix's head landed has been uh, has been active and has been teaching him pacifism. Oh my god! For forty five years. Play boggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, he comes out and he's actually good. He's actually a good guy. And like the problem is that you have to get him to turn into a bad guy. So you have to like like reteach him how to be a murderer. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't want to kill anybody. Fuck. Okay. Big. Qu- Here's my big question to you: Does he come out of the clone tank with blonde hair? Um. Yes, but like he immediately changes it to whatever is? the fashion is in 2017. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I kind of like taking that and running with it. What if? What if, like, uh, Friendly has, like, risen to power and stuff, and um, he's losing popularity, and it's kind of like he just becomes Cocteau, basically? Like, he's really – you think he's a good guy at first, yeah. the guy who's, like, the savior of the city. Yeah, that's And great. then, like, he stayed – like, he's starting to lose popularity, and he stages, like, a new villain, basically, to, like, threaten everything, and he, like, lets Spartan out to be, like, the fall guy. Again? Is this vil- the same plot in the first the, movie? Takes care of the villain. Yeah. And then, uh, and then in that process, he gets Simon Phoenix, and then Spartan like uh, just figures out that Friendly does it. So then Friendly finds Phoenix and starts to revert his programming one more time. <laughs> so like it just unravels that Friendly is the, the bad guy. Setup is just what if the first movie happened again? <laughs> yeah, it worked. It worked for Die Hard too. What if this time, guys? Guys, I got it. What if this time there were four seashells? <laughs> I really want to know how you use that because I don't. There's have no any way that's that painful. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> probably some sort of scraping mechanism that I'm not interested in learning about. I always imagine it was just like a portable bidet. What? Yeah, it's like a bidet. Like you it's just, just you put the three seashells under your ass and it just cleans it. 
Like, you know, there's so like, it's no... just a, it's just an aesthetic choice that they look like seashells. It's not like a, it's not a functional choice. I would imagine. Like they just look like, yeah, okay. I yeah, can it's see like that. How, it's like a decorative soaps. Essentially. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Perfect. I got, I guarantee you, that's where they got it from. Like some, oh, 100%. some, somebody was like, I don't understand what these fucking. Do you remember in the nineties? Like those seashell uh, soaps were everywhere on the back of people's toilets, yeah, right? Yeah. Like my mom had some, my grandma. Oh yeah, had some. they were everywhere. Like you couldn't like yeah. go into a bathroom and you weren't allowed to use them, them. No, 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 right? Because no. you use them, your mom would be like, "What the fuck? Those are decorative." Yeah, 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 yeah. They they smell like uh, death and yeah. and soap, and they're <laughs> they're definitely not for using. Uh, so uh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah that's just... definitely someone while making this movie the in the writers' room they were at someone's like house. And they went into the bathroom and they like saw the three seashell soaps. Uh, and they probably like, how the fuck do I, where's the soap? How do I use these? And he probably yelled out into the hallway, like, how do I use the three seashells? <laughs> and the guy's like, aha, perfect. <laughs> and he wrote in his He's notebook, like, three seashells. But, or better yet, he went to the bathroom. There's no toilet paper. He looked at the doctor and said, What's his ass? It's <laughs> uh, like, this is kind of refreshing. I kind of finally. I hope this takes here. off in the future. Yeah. Fuck. Oh, that was amazing. Uh, good. Okay. Uh, I, I, I like Friendly as the villain. I like him sort of following the same footprints, uh, footsteps rather, as Cocteau. But like, Cocteau is like super pacifist, very like polite to the point of absurdity, almost like a cult leader, you know, but I like the idea that friendly is like trying to push what he believes is the best vision for San Angeles forward, which is very different or like the opposite. Um, and you know, like, it's not like people are running around like as 80 style thugs, spray painting shit on the walls everywhere, but um, he probably has a very specific vision for what he wants the city to be. Which might be very different from Cocteau, but it's probably he's probably still like that sort of authoritarian. This one right way, and one and everything else is wrong. Uh, and I could see that. I could see him easily fitting into that mold of that kind of antagonist for sure. Cool. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think that um, you know, just the, the thing that's cool to me is like uh, John Spartan. Needing to uh, to find like needing to get to the point where Simon Phoenix is his solution, right? Like right. that's what the yeah. story is about. And then like the two of them sort of like uh, fighting alongside each other for a while, and then Phoenix like yeah. reverting to his true nature, and then having to fight again. Um, and then maybe you know he turns at the end, uh, like. And, and you know, kicks John Spartan head off. I don't know. But, <laughs> no, I, I was going to say at the low point, John Spartan should get frozen again. Huxley has to save him. Uh, Fuck. Yeah. No, no more cryo shit. No, 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 we, like, no. It would be so good if it was like midway through the movie they got frozen and they woke up in a different world where Simon Phoenix was the king. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, it was like Phoenix's future. Yeah. Oh my god. Like this is just two too. different movies smashed together. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's like Buzz's future or Biff. Sorry. Buzz. You're thinking of Home Alone, dude. I was actually thinking of Toy Story, which is even dumber. <laughs> <laughs> he, so he react, he you know reactivates Simon Phoenix, effectively recloning him from a, he's like a shard of his head, right? 
uh, or his full head. Oh whatever. my god! Hold on, I'll let you finish. But I just got an amazing idea. Okay, good. Yeah. Uh, so uh, he brings him back, and everything's like, "That's a bad idea, John. John, that's a terrible idea. What the fuck?" He's like, "No, no, no. It's a great idea. Like, this is going to work real well." And then they have a fight in the in uh, the the cry facility with Friendly, and they kill Friendly, but they like tussle each other, or like they the bridge collapses or whatever, and they both fall into the same freeze solution together. Right, and they get frozen again. Spartan and and Phoenix for another thirty years or something, and uh, and then they wake up in a completely different fucking future at the same time. Right, that which is that was that what you're pitching? And there's another antagonist, like a completely separate movie happens. No, I'm pitching that Simon Phoenix gets John Spartan frozen again somehow, and then like when John the Spartan wakes not. up again, Phoenix is the the leader of the world. So it's just fucking Back to the Future too. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I have another complication that would make that even Please, more interesting. This is so good already. Just <laughs> throw it on the pile. They take Simon Phoenix's head and they put it on like a robot body. So he's like like cyborg Simon so Phoenix. So it's just fucking uh, – it's just RoboCop 2? It's just Kane from RoboCop 2 with like his eye, like his brain and his eyeballs like controlling a robot. <laughs> he's still got Simon Phoenix. He's still got Wesley Snipes' head, but he's got all these new. That okay. way, you have all these really fun moments where where he discovers all the gadgets on his robot body. Oh, yeah, like, he discovers a that he can like, goes, shoot his foot off and like, <laughs> hit somebody in the balls at like 100 miles an hour. <laughs> uh, I'm only and signing on to this if if we do this in 90s style stop motion that all the robots from the 90s did. Sure. I'm um, for it. Cool. Practical great. effects all over the place. Yeah, we'll it's do like a Last movie. Jedi style CG puppet. <laughs> Perfect. It's going to be, and then like uh, whenever it, the, the robot gets injured, it's going to have like the practical effects of like the first Terminator, where it's clearly oh, just like a, like a sculpt of Arnold Schwarzenegger's head. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll employ a lot of twins for like mirror shots, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is this is, this movie makes no sense, uh, and I love it so far. So let's Simon just keep going. Phoenix 2.0. Yeah, I'm super into it. So he he rules the entire world. Has he like? Are we actually going to expand out the story, like I said earlier, or is it just he rules like the San Angeles area, and the, somehow the National Guard has not been brought in? San Angeles. I think he's. No, okay. but he's make but he's making a a run for the whole world. He's going to be in a presidential he's election. Like, he's like Randall Flagg in Las Vegas. Like he's just taking over San Angeles and he's that's, building that's his like phase out- one of the plan. Yeah, yeah. He's just building his big outcast. Fuck. What army. if, Oh my God. Okay. This is really stupid. This is actually really stupid. Uh, what if they're the cryo prison technology went wide? Like it actually was wildly successful and there's cryo prisons all across America. And he's going to like release all of the worst prisoners from all of them, so that he can have a fucking like prisoner army to to, to take over the take over the country. It's pretty. That sounds like something Simon Phoenix would do. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that's, that's the big. Stupid, that's, that's what they but, find out at the at the end. That's that, the that reveal. He has, that he has to stop. That's the ticking clock. That's the crisis climax. Perfect. That if he can do that, like that's they know he's going for the whole country, yeah. and they just don't know how, and they discover that that's how it's happening. And the and, and when all these guys wake up, they all say uh, they, they, when they go out and they they go to fight. You know, they say, "What's your boggle to everybody?" Before yeah, that's they the, that's the them. like subliminal training they've all gotten. Yeah. Well, that's uh, no, that's like that's when he when they have to like spout their 
their oath or whatever, you know? Like, it's, it's, the, the the what's your boggle? And he's like, what's your boggle? And he's like, my boggle is to serve Simon Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Fight Club. That's amazing. Yeah, essentially, yeah. Fuck, that's so good. Oh, man. Uh, I, I want to really quickly just call out uh, in the Demolition Man wiki page, which I have open, there's the cast. And on the cast list is uh, Trent Walker as Boggle Guard, <laughs> which I think is fucking awesome. We're going to get Trent Walker back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a bigger role. To come back. Uh, yeah, he he has a whole boggle sequence. Um, <laughs> so how are we going to wrap this up? I, I feel like uh, the one other thing we should talk about really is uh, like the the other way we could go if we wanted to just completely throw a wrench into everything we've discussed so far. Mm-hmm. Emotion men. No, <laughs> that's what it should be called though. Because oh shit, yes, that would be an amazing film title. <laughs> Correct. Yes, you did it, Chris. That's the that's that is the title of this. That's that's going in the tweet. Uh, yeah, it's good. Um, or it's funny that you say that because what I was thinking was, what if Lenina Huxley was the demolition woman in this one? Like, that okay. was my other thought too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 like the Ocean's Eight. Yeah, it's very trendy. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah. it's yeah. Ocean's yeah. Eight. It's it's uh, and it's Simone Phoenix. <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, she fights Simone Phoenix, so she becomes uh, yeah, obviously she's Lenina Spartan now, right? Oh yeah, right. Fuck! God damn it! Yeah, and uh, that's very by, good. And side 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 note on that topic: uh, there's a whole scene where John Spartan like really mourns like the death of his wife and how she was banging on the ice, and then like not a day later, he's totally ready to have sex with Huxley, yeah, like for sure, like with no reservation. Like he's like, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, that, that's true. That doesn't happen in the movie where he's like, oh, your family, your kids, your wife, they're all dead. And he's like, yeah, bummer. And then like clockwork to 24 hours later when they're having weird VR sex. Oh, man. He's all about it. I got married too. And like, what does that marriage look like in this world, right? Like, yeah, they like were bonded over like a f- significant traumatic like event. Man, they have like to change that, right? It's like, like marriage in this world is where you, cha- you exchange minds. So like Lenina Huxley is inside <laughs> of uh, <laughs> John Spartan's body. Uh, oh, so fuck. like there's, there's a bunch of like, uh, you know. And vice versa. Yeah, exactly. So there's a bunch of farcical comedy at the start of this where they get married and uh, like Lenina Huxley is inside his body, and, she, and he's inside hers, and he's like feeling his boobs all the time. Like it's all he's and doing. She's like, I can pee standing up, yeah, and all those yeah, really yeah, good yeah. Just, just genius comedy. Yeah. But this means we get a movie where Sandra Bullock is just doing a Sylvester Stallone impression the entire movie. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm in. Or or Sylvester Stallone doing the opposite. Oh god! Not whatever a Sandra Bullock impression is. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Speaking like a normal well, person. Well, I mean, you're things. imagining that Sylvester Stallone, uh, God love him, uh, could do any impression, any other voice. Yeah. That's really good. Uh, both of those are excellent choices. Yeah, we'll let the we'll let the listener decide. <laughs> what would you rather see? Well, that's a tough one. We haven't talked about we haven't talked about Demolition Woman enough, to be honest. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. In there. A, we can still get a couple minutes in here. Yeah, to run with it. There's a good. There's a good scene in there where, uh, where she, uh, she drives the like. There, there's like you know she's driving the car, you know, he, and like he's making like sexist jokes, and then she like intentionally crashes it, <laughs> you know, like ba- but like but like turns off his foam or whatever. And, like ba- oh man, bashes <laughs> his turns head. off his foam jet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like into a Taco God. Bell though, or now actually it wouldn't be Taco Bell because in this future. 
uh, who would who would win the wars these way? No, 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 no. It would have to be like whoever's paying the most, right? Like Taco Bell paid the most for the first movie. Who's going to do it now? Right, it's like Papa right, John's right, right. Like, or Chipotle? <laughs> Chipotle, yeah. <laughs> they crashed into a Chipotle. Oh man, we have to do a redesign of futuristic Chipotle logo. I think she. I think she. Uh, I mean, this is if this is made in 2018, we should. You know, take that into consideration in terms of like cultural values. She's driving like she picks him up from prison, and she's driving like a motorcycle, and she makes him ride like this like little like wussy sidecar, and then he starts <laughs> making these like you know massages remarks, and then she just detaches the sidecar <laughs> and makes it crash, and like he just sits there, just sit there and think about it in this foam for a little while. Yeah, you think about what you've said. Yeah, yeah. she and has to crash into like a like a fountain or something, and it's just floating like bobbing along in the water. Can- and, he, and, and they found, and just, he just crashes right into the crotch of the of the fountain. <laughs> it's like oh straddling like the Colossus of Rhodes, and his <laughs> head's like right there in the bulge. So, can I ask you something? You started that sentiment by saying uh, twenty eighteen values, and then immediately mentioned a sidecar on a motorcycle. Well, I'm, I was trying to think of a way where she can get the, the upper hand. Like it's still demolition man, right, or demolition woman. Sure. But she, I mean, he, he gets away with a lot of things in that movie that he would not get away with if this film movie were written now. Right, right. Got it. So like, he said, so you're, what you're saying is in 2018, he says something misogynistic. And yeah, she, gets come up she, she gets, he, I and, said and, exactly the same thing with the car, though. You don't need the side yeah, car. She is also involved in the crash there. She crashed the car in my analogy. She was crashing okay, the car that on makes purpose. Less, <laughs> that makes less sense to me. And turn off his <laughs> This is okay. Oh, so I'm glad. I'm glad this came from a. We got some more time to really just dive into this movie. (laughs) Yeah, we're just talking about a a sexist joke the whole time. That's all we've talked about. (laughs) This is really great. Yeah. Uh, Nothing about the characters or the plot or anything like that. Look, when Neil Huxley uh, could kick ass whilst singing some amazing jingles. That's true. There's like a there's like a good uh, scene in there where she like she like puts on a tape of the Arbor Heart Hot Dogs jingle like right before she goes in and beats some ass. And like she's like listening to it while yeah, yeah. it's like, it's like, like playing over it. the fight scene. We cut it to you know it's like hot dogs, <laughs> Arbor Hot Dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Regardless of which type of which version of the movie we make, that's going in for sure. Okay. It's fair enough. Where that's- um. I think the most important thing, though, is how does Rob Schneider's character figure <laughs> back into this? Oh my God, he was a cop, right? Like he was. He was oh, like that the dispatch me. guy. Yeah, there was also like the elderly black dude who like remembered the before times, uh, right? Yeah, he was like uh, Sp- yeah. he was like a rookie when Spartan was running around the first. Yeah, time. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bill Cobbs is the actor uh, as Zachary Lamb, and he was like, oh, I remember Spartan, and I remember when life was real different. I feel like. Uh, you you definitely uh, need those types of characters for sure, but I'm gonna just I don't know. go on a tangent here with uh, that guy Bill Cobbs. I think it was, it was yeah. this is his actual name. You looked it up, right? It is his name. Yeah, yeah. That guy's in Fortress, the Christopher Lambert movie, uh, and it's fucking amazing. Like, really, the movie is terrible, but he is amazing in it. Uh, he has about five to seven, like, just genius one-liners. Uh, one of which is just uh, fuck the dumb shit. <laughs> I would highly recommend watching it. Yeah, we also okay. They have um, it's it's great in Demolition Man because like at the very beginning when Phoenix breaks out and he commits the like the first murder death kill, 
for the first time in like a long time and everybody's yeah. reacting horrified and that dude is just like 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 basically not giving a shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because like, this is like totally he normal. Like to makes him. a joke off of it. Yeah. Like he's like everyone else is just horrified and he's like it's nothing compared to my day or whatever the hell he says. <laughs> that guy's good. He should have been in more movies. Yeah. Yeah. Demolition Men. Demolition Men two Blood Yarn. It's not it's it. not it's not the best, but it's not the worst. Demolition Men. High thread count. I don't know why that came out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, he's not, he's not making sheets. <laughs> yeah, I know. I got for some reason I thought like high like high death count. Demolition like, Man uh, two. Yeah. High threat. High threat count. This is what you get. This is the kind of gems you get when we go to a monthly release schedule. I, I, this podcast, I'm declaring over. Okay, okay, okay. Well, uh, this well, episode or the whole series? Let, let's see. <laughs> let's see how things go next month. Okay, well, uh, thanks for joining us this week uh, on our, our Demolition Man or Demolition Men, I guess, episode. Uh, thanks for listening and tune in for the next episode. Storied is Sean Ainsworth, Chris Revert, and Harrison Pink. And our music, as always, is by the amazing Jared Emerson Johnson. If you'd like to find out more about us, please follow us at StoryCast on Twitter. And if you have any feedback for the show or any ideas for future episodes, please email us at storiedcast at gmail.com. Have a good day!